Martin, all right. Hey, we're back. Thank you for staying with the Gator Canine Show. I'm here every Sunday, 4 to 6, along with Carly. We're taking all your calls. And remember, all the podcasts, you can go to mytalk1071.com, go to the Gator Canine uh, Show, and that's show page. And then you can listen to my past shows. You can also click onto my website, see what I'm doing up there for classes. Go to my Katie Canine Facebook page. I'm always posting fun things and informative stuff that you need to know for your dogs. All right. Okay, here we go. Carly, you ready? Yes. What is a black when you buy it, red when you use it, and gray when you throw it away? Um, I, I don't know. Charcoal. Oh, you're right. It is. Of course. I would steer you wrong. I would steer you wrong. Yeah, charcoal. Why didn't I think of that? Gosh darn it. Yeah. Uh, What is black and white and red all over? Remember that one? Black and white and red all over. A newspaper. Right. Or a skunk with diaper rash. Yeah. (laughs) I said to the phone. (laughs) Okay. We're going to go back to um, Angela. Angela. Okay. Okay. So here she is. Hey, Angela. Hi, Katie. I'm sorry about that. Oh, no, that's, hey, the technology, that I'm so used to that. That's so fun. But anyway, so so did you catch then what I said at the very end there? Um, no, I just had a quick question and about the wet food I've been feeding her. Okay. Well, a quarter cup in the morning is too much then. Uh, well, it depends on how she's doing. You know, every week, uh, as far as energy level and such like that, it's going to be different when you got small dogs. You, mm-hmm. you know, each week you kind of find yourself either adding or subtracting, you know. So you just got to go by how she feels. And if, you know, she feels good, she doesn't feel overweight, then a quarter cup is fine. But if she's starting to get a little puffy in the ribs or you're all aware those ribs go, then you got to, back, back, you know, back it down. So just okay. like I say, just think of, you know, our dogs have got, you know, a half a walnut, a black walnut. All right. Yeah. Okay. And some are bigger, some are smaller. Just take the average size, you know. And then, so yours has a little bit bigger than a half a walnut because, you know, but, you know, Ethel is three point, usually 3.1, 3.2 is what it is. So that's okay. what you do. But go by how she, because every dog system is different. How um, they burn the energy. Okay. Now, Ethel is very, you know, she's 15 now. She doesn't do a lot of movement. She doesn't waste, you know, use much calories. And now you got a younger one that's probably a little bit more hippity hoppityer. So he's going to burn more calories. So he's going to need a little bit more, maybe than a half a walnut. All right. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And then the freeze dried. Do I put it in the refrigerator or freezer? No, the freeze dried is what it is. Is raw with the moisture taken out of. And so what it does is it comes as very light. Okay, and so what I do is I get, you know, I get the turkey, I get the uh, uh, the beef, I get the, let's see, lamb. Okay, and then what I do is they're separate. And so I just crumble it up, put a little bit of warm water in it, make sure the water gets absorbed, and now it's soft for Ethel because she has no teeth. I put my supplements in, and away she goes. Okay. Okay. All righty. Okay. okay. Good luck. Thank so much. Well, thanks for calling back. <laughs> I appreciate oh, it. Oh, you're welcome. Take care. Appreciate Bye-bye. You. Um, also, too, you know, we had the Nutrisource uh, uh, ad that Jason just did. And don't forget, you know, curbside pickup and local home delivery from Angel's Pet World and Hudson Pet Stuff, Vitals Pantry, Pet Evolution, Urban Tales, uh, uh, Atlas Pet Supply, Fleagles down in uh, Rosemount or Hastings, uh, Spikes Feed and Seed and Pet Supply, UFC Farm Supply, Chuck and Don's, Four Perfect Pets, Canine Crossing, Bentley's, Wagon Wash, Pet Supply Plus, and they got several locations. So, you know, call them and see, hey, they either do curbside or someone does local delivery so that you can pick up all the Nutrisource foods that you, you want. And then go to pet food, NutrisourcePetFoods.com and check out uh, all the, the different uh, recipes that they've got. At any place that carries Nutrisource, you know, let's say you want some of the uh, 
the uh, uh, grain-free turkey, okay, Pure Vita grain-free turkey, uh, and, and say, do you have it? And if they don't, they can order it in for you. Could, just because, this, you know, Nutrisource has got so many lines, <laughs> you know, formulas that, that most stores don't have the room for it. So if you see something on the website that you like, wherever you get your Nutrisource from, just say, hey, I want to try this. Can you order it in for me? And they will. All right. Okay, next, next. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, we are going to go to Jody, and Jody has a question about a dog that reacted to a vaccine. Uh oh. Yeah. She, well, that happens. Yeah. Hey, Jody, how you doing? Good. How are you, Katie? Good. Good. You enjoying this beautiful, lovely, rainy day? We needed yeah. it so bad. We needed it. That's right. <laughs> okay. What kind of dog? Um, I have a golden retriever. I talked to you on your show the end of April. Mm-hmm. At that time, he had been shaking his head a lot. Oh, that and, one. Okay, I remember. Yep, and so we took him to the vet thinking maybe he had an ear infection, yep. and he did not. Yep. Um, so at that time, you had recommended um, maybe we change up his diet. He's on Nutrisource, mm-hmm. but you thought get away from... Um, any of the rice, maybe mm-hmm. that's causing the reaction. Mm-hmm. But at the time I thought about it, and the only other change that he had been through is we put him on the garlic tablets to help with the please and yep. ticks mm-hmm. um, about a month prior. Okay. And so I thought maybe he was reacting to that. So we took him off of those just to see, mm-hmm. and um, his ears have gotten way better. Oh, nice. Okay. So, and then I also, you had recommended um, to put some uh, virgin, extra virgin coconut oil and just massage it in there. And so I've been doing that too, so it could be the combination of the two. Okay. So we no longer have have him on the the garlic tablets, but um, the week after I talked to you the last time, he had, so he had been into the vet, um, he pulled out a huge chunk of fur on his leg. And he had never done this before. He never um, pulls at his fur. He does, he's not an itchy dog. Right. So I called the vet and I asked them where do they administer the vaccine that they gave him when he went in for his ear check because he um, had never had his DHPP test. Right. So they gave it to him that day. And sure enough, it was the same location where he pulled out all the fur. All right. And so they said, well, that happens, and dogs do have reactions to shots. And they gave me the dosage for Benadryl to see if that would help with the itching. Mm -hmm. And it has. But now my question is, they want him to come in for that booster Mm -hmm. um, that is like next week. Mm -hmm. And I'm really leery about that. I said, can't we do a titer? She said, there isn't a titer for this. For the DHP, for distemper, they have a, you could do titers on parvo, yeah. distemper, and yeah. rabies. You can do. Yeah, so when on. I was talking to the, the gal on the phones, it wasn't the, it wasn't the vet, veterinarian. Mm-hmm. She said, oh, there's not a titer for this. Because I said, I'm really leery about giving him another shot a month later Smart. when he reacted to that. And she said, oh, there's things that you can do, like give him Benadryl before yes. and give him Benadryl after. I'm like, well, it doesn't make sense to me. Right. Well, good for you. I get, I'm get. i clapping for you. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's give the dog Benadryl so we can put some crap yeah. in their system so the system can deal with it. Because by the system reacting, it's saying, don't do that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't deal with that. 
And so that's why, like I said, you should uh, think about maybe doing holistic, you know, Dr. Jessica Levy, mm-hmm. you know, type yep. thing. But see, you could do tighter chest for distemper, p- p- parvo, and, and rabies are the three that you can do uh, tighter to, and rabies. Yeah, I always said rabies. Okay. And rabies. But anyway, so the hepatitis, that's H. The D is distemper. The H is uh, hepatitis. The P is uh, parvo. Okay. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. DHP. Uh, um, I, I, it's been so long since so I've had shots, I, you know, for giving to my dogs. I forget. <laughs> so anyway, so that so that would be if if this was my dog, that's exactly the way I would go to see how that first shot did. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is what tighter. A lot of vets are just asking ungodly amounts, like some of them, 200 bucks a tighter. And it's like, mm-hmm. really? Okay. Come on. So th- that's why if you go to I know uh, South Shore and Forest Lake will do tighters, you know, pull okay. the blood and send it out. But then okay. I also Dr. Jessica Levy. I think she can do it also for you. You okay. know, that holistic vet. So, yep. you know, so you might want to start looking outside the, you know, the ramp here and then doing more input, understanding, you know, like shock to the system. Yeah, and I've read your Stop the Shots. I was at, okay. um, Milo was at your first puppy class. Oh, Milo. So got all the oh, books okay, okay, you. okay, yep, yep. Yeah. And so that's why, but if you wanted to learn more, the Stop the Shots is really yeah. a good one. Not Stop the Shots, um, Shock to the System by O'Driscoll. Yeah. That's a really good one. But anyway, so that's what you, yeah, that's what you have to do here is you have to make a decision. Personally, if it was my dog, I would, you know, step back, read, make a decision, and then go forth on what your decision you decide, all right? And the thing is not be pushed into, well, they have to have a booster in ordinary for this to work. No, you don't. You know, do the tighter test. And like I say, there are vets out there that will do the tighter test, you know, a fraction of what a lot of the vets will. And I'm hoping that someday vets that you're listening or whatever, is that they will just do it in clinic. You know, like they do the yeah. heartworm. The heartworm you used to have to send out, okay. and then enough people asked for it, they so they got the stuff they needed to do it in clinic. And so that's what I'm hoping the future for veterinary medicine is, is that they could do titers in clinic. So either you do uh, and get money that way, because they're, they're thinking, well, we're losing all this money because people aren't doing shots. And it's like, well, that's not it. Let's look for the health of the dog here. <laughs> right. Right. And so anyway, so that's why uh, I, I you do you do well. With uh, trying to do a tighter test on what he for the distemper and the parvo, those are the two that you know the, the three core shots. There are the ones that um, that you want the, the hepatitis. That's not a huge huge deal. All right, so okay. So anyway, so so either find you know a vet that will do it reasonably. You can get the tighter test online and and have the vet administer you know uh, draw the blood and then you send it in to Kansas. I think it's Kansas State. University, uh, but like I said, so that's what you just research that a little bit more and then uh, go from there. Okay. 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 Now, um, and one more quick question mm-hmm. um, has to do with a heartworm test. Okay. Okay. Why don't you why don't you hold on to that? Okay. And okay. we'll talk about that when when we come back because okay. that's on the minds of everybody because the spring is opening up. <laughs> so hold on, don't hang up. All right, let's see. Which animal can jump higher than an elephant? Which animal can jump higher than an elephant? We'll be right back. All right. Thank you for staying, sharing your Sunday afternoon with me. I greatly appreciate it. All right, here it is. Do you have an idea what it is? Which animal can jump higher than an elephant? I mean, my gut is telling me any animal because elephants don't really jump. Very good. Right? That's it. Is that right? Any oh, animal look can at jump that, guys. Elephant Hallelujah. Elephants cannot jump, okay? Wow. Well, I was like, well, gut. I listen to the gut, you guys. Listen to, always listen to the gut. Well, okay. Sometimes. Yeah. No, most of the time. <laughs> 
If you override it, you are sorry you overrode it. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. No, yep. always listen to your gut. As my always said, listen to your gut. Don't talk yourself into it or out of anything. Right. Just listen to your gut. Yeah. Okay, go back to Jody. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jody, you're back there. Okay, now you said, what's your question about heartworm? Well, my um, just that we just got a, a note in the mail saying that he's Milo is due for his heartworm test. Yeah, okay, you test. Okay, now... Um, I'm surprised you didn't do that when they when you were there last, huh? Interesting, because that that's another office visit, so it should have been done with. Yeah, the and you know what, Katie? This is um, I got this card from. I, we took Milo to Northwest Wisconsin Vet Service oh, okay, okay. for his um, when it, we had him fixed. Oh, I see. Okay, and okay. so that's where it came. Ah, from. I see. Okay, okay. Yeah. So now um, the heartworm, you got to remember that it's not a preventative. They put mm-hmm. that's the chemical. That goes into the dog that kills the larva should he get bit by a mosquito that is carrying heartworm. All right. And so uh, now everybody, every dog should be tested either in the spring and or fall if you choose not to do any. I don't, uh, I, you know, I've never put my dogs on any heartworm meds whatsoever. That's my choice because I understand how it works. And so I am more comfortable with, you know, having my dogs tested. And should they get it, the monthly, they just give them the monthly things to get rid of the larva that, you know, from the heart to, heartworms. Okay. And because a lot of dogs that are giving it on a regular basis, like 12 months out of the year, are starting to get a, uh, what do you want to call it you know a resistant to it okay so that's why i'm you know i just don't want to put any chemicals in my my dog uh that i will not put in or on myself all right and so i but i'm saying do do the test definitely do the test and it's usually called a snap test or a 4d test and what that does they draw blood and they check for heartworm they check for antiplasmosis which is a tick disease and they text for lyme and then some of them have another uh, tick disease that they, you know, check for. All right. So that's what you want is that it's, it's like either a snap test or a 4D test, okay. 3D test. I can't remember what the technically term on that. So, yeah, they do do that. Okay. But I just can't believe since they drew blood. Uh, you know, did they draw blood when he was there last? Uh, when he was there last, they... They just looked in his ears. Okay. Yeah, and oh, then they okay. gave him his vaccine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, because uh, in how old's Milo now? He's one. He just turned one May first. Okay. okay. Yeah. If you have not had the test done, please do the test. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. But then it's your decision should you choose and to learn about heartworm. And I try to get everybody to you know read up, and then you make a decision that you're comfortable with. You know, you can go to that dogsnaturallymagazine.com, and Dana did a three really nice articles to help explain. And in Minnesota, she has us on the map that we should, if you choose to do heartworm, it should be the first one should be given July 1st and the last one October 1st. None of this 12-month stuff and such like that. All right. So okay. that you've got to, you know, like I say, you've got to decide, empower yourself. You make a decision that you're comfortable with. All right. Yeah. So otherwise, if they do the test and they find out that there's nothing there, he's fine. Yep. Then there's no, I mean, there could be no reason to put him on a heartworm preventative. Well, it's not a preventative. Remember? It's, it's, oh, yeah. It, it's yeah. not a preventative. There's no reason to put him on that. That's only he if. shows signs of having heartworm. If he comes up positive, then yeah. you can do, then they usually use the monthly 
you know, to do that. All right. Yeah. To take care of it. So you've got to make the decision if you want to do a monthly thing and don't ever get a shot for anything for deworming, yeah. for deticking or anything, because shots are really harmful. But anyway, so the thing is, but that's my choice. I, I choose not to do any chemicals on or in my dogs. OK, but I do have them tested. OK. Yeah. Okay. So that's the main name of the game. Don't and if they push you like, oh, you need to do this. Do you want your dog to get heartworm? So you better give him the pill. You know, say you know what, I'll take that under advisement and I'll get back to you. You know, yeah. don't ever feel like you're inadequate owner and they're making you feel like a very poor owner because you will not do that. Don't do that. Okay. Right. Just yeah. back. Just step away and just smile and go. The three words that vet hates. Katie Canine says. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I think we might. Um, I might give Northwestern Wisconsin Vet Service a call just to see if they do the titer also for the... Oh, yeah, yeah, do that. Please, yeah, Dr. Yeah. Jill over there. Yep, yep. Dr. Jill and Dr. Yep. Jeff, you bet. Yeah, they're great yeah. people over there. Okay? Yeah, okay. Okay, kid, thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There's so much to know, folks, because the thing is, is that the pharmaceutical companies, just with what we're going on now, things to, just, everything is out of fear. You, you're gonna, oh, I don't want to get this, or I want to get this, I don't want to do that. So then you ignore your common sense, where if I keep myself healthy, pay attention, you know, just, just so much, you know, with the dogs, too. Is sometimes we damn their systems because we do so much either preventative, what we think is better for them. But, you know, nothing... I don't know. I can't. You know me, folks. You've listened to me long enough. 18 years it is this year. 18 years. Me, Lori, and Julia. We're the, the original the crew. crew. The original crew. The OGs. Yes, I bet you Donnie uh, Love is out riding his bike and smiling the whole time. Yeah. You know, because he's like, now he doesn't have to be here with the early morning. Well, not early morning, but, you know, he did a lot for those girls. Yes, so he, he did. Yeah, he was an awesome guy. I remember he was used to be Dingo Donnie on my show. Yeah. <laughs> all the old days. All the old days. <laughs> okay, where are we at? Okay, well, we can start our next call. All right, let's go. So let's go to Pat. Pat, thank you for holding on. Um, he has a question about an aggressive dog. All right. Hi, Pat. Hello. What kind of dog um, do you have? Uh, it's a flat coat retriever, about okay. 40 pounds. Okay. How old? Uh, about 10 years. 10 years. Okay. What's going on? Uh, well, she's a rescue dog, and she's very aggressive towards other dogs. Okay. As far as? Um, like going after them. Okay, but like, but like, are you taking her out for a walk, and she wants to take off some out, out, other dogs, or what's going on? Uh, yeah, it happened on uh, usually on walks when we see other dogs. She wants to go after them. Okay, what are you walking her on? Uh, just a regular leash. Yeah, would you are you using any kind of training collar? I have not, no. Yeah, because you need some. See, the problem is is that, you know, some dogs, usually when they have an aversion to other dogs, a couple things going to happen. Number one, they had not socialized when they were younger. But the bigger thing is that they went to a dog park or got snarked at by another dog, and now they're scared of their own kind. And so okay. what happens is that they want to scare away so they don't have to contend with. Now, does she, how long have you had this dog? I've had her a little less than a year, but I've known her for quite a while. Oh, okay. Her previous owner gave her up because of the aggression. Oh, okay. Okay. And then um, now, uh, okay, you're going out for a walk. Does she have any play buddies? Yes, I do have another dog. And she gets along with that dog? It took them a week or two, but they kind of figured it out, and now they're buddies. Yay! So that tells you she's truly not a not aggressive dog. It's a situation that she's uh, blowing up at. Because if she if she didn't get along with your dog, then that's a truly dog aggressive dog. All right, but because they could work it out, 
then that tells me that, you know, she, once she understands that she is not, um, in harm's way that okay. she can settle in. All right. So the, uh, now the big thing is, is that when you go for a walk with her now, when you go for a walk right now, are you taking both dogs at the same time? Yes. Okay. Well, right, right now we want to work on her. All right. And so that, because you don't want your other dog to start acting stupid like her <laughs> because yeah, the other dog usually just wants to run up and play. Right. But no, no, no. You want to, cause we've just got to work with her and get her to be not as reactive. And so that requires a training collar, you okay. know, not a harness, but a training collar, whether you want to use how many, you said 40 pounds. Um, you could try the stuff. Does she have much of a mane, you know, around hair, a lot of hair around her neck? Uh, kind of, okay. I guess. Medium length or whatever. Okay, okay. Because you can try a Star Mark, S T A R Mark dog trading collar. Or you can try the Herm, H E R M Springer, S P R E N G E R 13.0 MMs. Uh, you can get them online. And what it is is that you want them to slide over your head and slide off. You don't want any tension on that collar whatsoever. Okay, because a lot of people, especially with the, the Herm collar, that is, that's a pinch collar, prong collar. Some people, you know, whatever. And most trainers, and if you look at YouTube videos, they're fitted very snug up behind the back of the dog's ears. And I'll okay. explain why you do not do that. And we got to run here, so don't hang up. We're going to come back, okay? All right. Okay, hold on. Da, 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 da. Okay, what has a lot of branches but no limbs or leaves? All right, then. Another week with Katie Kadine, and that's who I am, and that's where I am here. Five and in person. Okay, what has a lot of branches, no limbs or leaves? A lot of branches, lot of branches. but no limbs or leaves. Uh, the a, U.S. government. Close. <laughs> a bank. Oh, okay. A bank. Yes. They have branches. They do have branches. No, yep, no limbs or no leaves. All right. I like, they, yeah, that's a good one. I like that Thank one. That's a very tricky one, though, but I like it. There you go. Tricky, like tricky, tricky, but good. Okay, let's head back to the phone lines. Okay. Okay, Pat, are you there? Hi, Pat. Hello. Hi there. Because a lot of times when a dog goes uh, defensive like this or on the defense is uh, for the fact that they they lack confidence. All right. They're not sure about themselves and what the other dogs and the body language, how to read it correctly. So by doing, you know, teaching this dog tricks, by doing obedience, teaching a huge is teaching the dog to stay. Like, let's say she could do a downstay with you in the living room and you can go to the bathroom and come back and she, you know, stays until you release her. All that builds confidence. Okay. And then she's going to look to you for more direction because it's not me master you dog all right the reason why you want to use a training collar we want to be able to get into her head Tra- uh, harnesses restrain they don't train if a dog walks fine in a harness where the oh, that hook is resting on the back of the dog you know if they're using that's fine but the minute the dog you go to restrain the dog now the dog is going to pull even more so that's why i prefer to use a training collar whether it's the star mark collar or, or whether it's the herm springer collar which is a pinch collar Okay. Okay. And so now when you fit these collars, they slide over the head and slide off. If you look at, like I said, before we went to break, a lot of the uh, pinch collars, uh, the if you look at YouTubes or whatever uh, videos, is that all the trainers fit them very snug. And in my book, that's totally wrong because part of the, uh, the, the uh, yeah that what do I want to say uh, part of the reward. There we go. The reward is that there is no collar pressure. 
All right, that's part of the reward. So when they fit these t- collars tight, it makes it, it in the dog's mind. It's like, how do I get rid of this? Co- how do I get rid of this pressure? How do I get rid of this pressure? Okay, so the, the, when the, by sliding it over the head and sliding it off, and when you turn it on and off, or, or when you slide it on and off, make sure that you put your hands in the way. So in case they turn their eyes, they don't hit their you know the uh the collar with their eyeballs so put your hands over the tines or whatever type thing so anyway but the thing is is so that's why and when you go for any walk the dog should be walking with the hook of the leash resting on the back of the dog or alongside that tells you the dog is thinking and you're not steering all right and so by doing short little walks because the worst thing you could do she sees another dog she starts getting amped up don't start you know pounding on her go bad dog shame on you that just her anxiety is already over the edge and that's going to even put more anxiety into it so what you want to do is start practicing around the house and the yard go up to something with your pointer finger and go what is this what is this what is this okay and then she brings her nose up to where your finger is oh what is that praise her oh yay you yay you yay you so now let's say you're on your walk, okay? You're going to do that several times a day. Okay, uh, when you're on your walk, let's say she, you know, her ears go up and her tails go up. She's acknowledged that here comes something. Quick, go off the trail and get into the, what is this? Another thing that gets her head in your direction is a squeaker toy. Bring a squeaker toy. Squeak, squeak, let's go over here. Squeak, squeak, let's go over here. <gasps> what is this? So you're going to learn to redirect her. And what you're looking for now is... The longer she gets to lock in, she can make a bigger issue of what's coming towards her, all right? So what we're after here is that now whatever she's, you know, have brought to her attention, she learns it can get closer and closer before she becomes reactive, and then eventually you can get it so it will walk on by. But the whole thing is is to try to help her build her confidence through obedience training, trick training, uh, a little bit of agility, go to... um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, playgrounds. Uh, you know, they've got uh, all kinds of really cool stuff at playgrounds to help build a dog's confidence. Teach your words of what they mean. If there's a bridge there, say step. I need you to step over the bridge. Uh, if there's like a platform, say hop. I need you to jump onto this. You know, just teach this dog words and input, input, input. And so then she's going to build confidence. She's going to look to you for direction. She's going to be not anxiety riddled. Those, so she'll be reactive as much. Does that all make sense? Yeah, I mean, and I have been trying to, like, when we've, I've seen other dogs coming, I've been trying to, like, distract her as I've been waiting for them to go by, but she's, like you said, she's locked on, and right. yep. it's hard to break her concentration. Right, but if you have a, a, a training collar, if she tries to break it, you just give it a pop. Hey, we're over here. Hey, hey, we're over here. Let's go. Come on. But you're okay. going to lay the draw, groundwork. We're teaching her the what is this game, all right? And then you just sometimes, you know, she has a favorite toy that you can give her at the time. Uh, when you say what is this, she comes over and specs it. Oh, yeah, you, good job, pat, 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 pat. And then here, play with your favorite toy. And then sometimes you bring a squeaker. And so squeak, 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 hey, we're over here. You know, you know what I mean? So just keep learning there. Keep teaching, teaching, teaching to build this confidence. So hopefully she will get better and better and better. As baby steps, this may be happening for another year. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's not something you do for two weeks and all is right with the world. This is something that is baby steps, baby steps. And if you know when you went too fast, when all of a sudden she blows quicker than she did before. <laughs> okay. So it's just, and then like I said, the goal would be to be able to someday you can go to an obedience class. So she learns to be around other people and other dogs and knows how to be calm. Is she okay with humans? Um, mostly once in a while she'll have an issue and it's, it's, 
she won't attack from the front, but she'll try and nip from behind. Yeah, and that's called a fear biter, okay? Okay, a fear biter will circle the behind, and that's why people will say, well, turn around and bit me in the butt. <laughs> that's why if a dog is circling, and this sounds like she's got border collie in it, uh, but anyway, if she's circling, you always keep your face to the door, dog. You never let them have your butt because you will get bit. <laughs> and so what you got to do is that people want to go to her and say, be my friend. You know, stick their hand out to her. No, you tell everybody, keep your hands to yourself. When people come over, she's on a leash, so you've got to control the situation. And so what you're after is that, um, and I make this analogy a lot, is that you notice how a person that doesn't like dogs or cats, they go to somebody's house that has both of those, okay, and they're just ignoring, they're ignoring, 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 and the dog and the cat can't get enough of them. Yep. You ever wonder why? Is because the dogs and the cat are allowed to invest, investigate them, and the person is totally ignoring them so that dog and the cat doesn't feel like they have to go on the defense. Who are you? What do you want? All right. And that's what you've got to do when people come over to your house. Ignore the dog. She's on a leash with the training collar. So you've got control of the situation. And then sometimes, you know, you can tell she's starting to get more built, you know, anxiety built up. Then put her in the kennel and, you know, give her a timeout. You know, she is going to be baby steps for her, too. But the big thing is nobody is to go into her face and space and really Reach out, you know, with with a with an arm. Uh, what you do is um, uh, you take uh, put a let's say a really high value treat, you know, in your hand, and then you turn your hand and cup it, and so your knuckles is facing forwards, like you know, forward, and the thumb of your hand is attached to your leg at the side the dog is on. And then you want want the dog to come up and take that treat out of your hand. Now, remember, the dog is coming into my space. I'm not going into the dog's space. Then when the dog gets easy, that doesn't give me the right to pet that dog. The whole thing is until that dog will rush up and the tail is going 100 miles an hour. Hi, you're the lady with the treats. Okay, now I'll maybe give her a little tickle alongside her face or under her chin, but I never go over the top of her head. Because when you go between the ears and over the top of the head and down the neck, that's a dominant move to the dog's. Mm, okay. All right. So that's why you want to get the people to be listen to what you're trying to help this dog overcome. And that's fear. And that's building confidence. All right. Okay. Okay. If you got any other questions, give me a holler up at Katie's because there's a lot of work that you need to do. Yeah, and it's got to be baby steps. Don't rush it. And don't don't take the two dogs for a walk together right now because you want them to just both have good walks. Okay. All right. Okay, kid. Take care. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Yeah, that, that is so hard. People just don't get it. It's it's so hard. You know, you want to love it. And it was nice of him, Pat, to take this dog, being that she was aggressive, you know, at the, the other place. And I'm so happy that and you, he worked it. He must, well, his voice sounds very patient. And so, but it worked, you know, to be able to blend his dog with this dog. So he's already done one huge task. And so now it's just getting her more confidence with the world around her. And it can be done. You just got to take baby steps. Okay, where are we at there, ma'am? Um, we have a few minutes if you want to hey, start. Let's try. All right, we're going to go to Sarah. Sarah has a question about a dog that's nipping at cats. Oh, nipping at cats. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Sarah. Hello? Hi, Sarah. This is Katie. Hi, how are you? Good, good. What kind of dog? Um, she is, now she's trying to jump up on me. Just as you answered her. Yeah, name. of course. Um, she Give is a former Shepherd Husky mix. Oh, Shepherd Husky. How many pounds? Yeah, so she, um, I have a... All of my pets are rescued. I have two cats and um, this dog. And she is chasing after my blind and deaf cat. Okay, yep. Um, and she, you know, it's kind of doing the leg the leg nipping. And um, 
the, going at the head and the neck mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um the my other cat can handle it fend her off swipe at her mm-hmm. and say knock it off but my blind and deaf one can't hear it coming right. can't see it coming right. and she's not good at saying get off me she hisses but that's about to the extent of it how long have you had the dog Oh, gosh, it'll be a month on the 21st. Okay, okay. Yeah, because, see, obviously, you're the one that chose to get a dog with a cat that has, you know, <laughs> problems. <laughs> yep, and I have before. Yeah. You know, and I, I fostered over the years. Yeah, and see, I've the- um, had, this is the first time I've ever struggled with a puppy. Right, but the problem is, is that by the husky side, they're notorious cat not likers, all right? Okay. And so the yeah, thing. And my last one was a shop. Shepherd Husky, so that's why. Well, see, but see, my I had Ben Shepherd Husky also, yeah. but luckily he had the shepherd brain and not the husky brain. All right, yeah. and yep. so that's why he was content to stay at home. He was just easier going, you know, type thing, mm-hmm. not the husky, you know, uh, tatanas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of like a, a, a cat in a dog's body. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so basically, what you just got to do is that you can you put the put a training collar and put a leash on when the, the uh, when the dog looks at the cat. Or either one of them. Pop it. Leave it. You want to teach the dog the word leave it. Leave it means leave it alone. It's no concern of yours. And until you get things where the dog will like glance at the dog or the cat and then walk away instead of antagonize. But see, she's already weak and the dog picks that up. All right. Mm -hmm. You're more like, okay, you're kind of under my foot. I can do what I want because you're not going to react. All right. And so that's why what happens is that you've got to be able to... um, control the situation if you can't then the dog is out of the room or in a kennel or the cat is out of the room or in a kennel until you're around where you can work on the manners you need with this dog and this cat or cats can you hold on a sec we got to run here for a sec okay so hold on uh you know what we're just gonna go we're gonna i don't have one right now so we'll be back (laughs) all righty then we lost their last caller, so call back and we can talk a little bit about... The big thing is, you know, some dogs have a higher prey drive when it comes to cats. And like a lab husky or shepherd husky, um, my bed was shepherd husky. And um, luckily he had the shepherd braid. He wasn't prey driven like with cats because a lot of things dogs that have husky in them, they don't care for cats and are always poking at them. And when I get a new dog, they're, they're, I have them leave all the cats alone. I don't want them to make friends. I want them to be worried that when they look at the cats, I'm going to get into their head. And then eventually I allow them to be friends after oh, two months or so. And it works out pretty good. Oh, well. Okay, uh, gnats. I got a lot of people are dealing with gnats right now. And so I looked, and here we go. Now, the big thing is don't use apple cider vinegar, which are any kind of vinegar, which was surprised the crap out of me. I thought for sure, because uh, that repels, repels mosquitoes and such like that. But apparently gnats love that. But how what you do is in a small, if you have gnats around your house or fruit flies or whatever type thing, this is what you're going to do. You're going to pour apple cider vinegar into a small bowl or jar, add dish soap to the vinegar, Stir in the mixture to combine the ingredients thoroughly, and then you're going to place a piece of plastic wrap over the top container, and then take a toothpick and make some little holes on top, okay, and place the bowls in the area where gnats have become a problem. This homemade solution also makes an effective fruit fly trap. So that so that's what you want to try. Also, too. Now here, this is a, a, a repellent. It's you use a half a teaspoon of sugar-free vanilla. Now I've never heard of sugar-free vanilla. I just vanilla is vanilla. But a, ha- a half a teaspoon of sugar-free vanilla extract, a half a, tea- a half a teaspoon of water, and cotton balls. And then what you do is you dip the cotton balls. You stir well to make sure it's you know they're gr- mixed up good. And then you dip the clean cotton ball into the vanilla solution and apply the repellent to exposed parts of your skin. So that's that's one way. 
All right. Now, homemade, let's see, let's see, we already talked about the vinegar. Okay, a spray for, you know, yourself. Yeah. A half a cup of distilled white vinegar, a half a cup of distilled water, 10 drops of eucalyptus oil, five drops of rosemary oil, five drops of geranium oil. And then huh. you put it together in a sprayer, shake it up, and spritz yourself or your dog. You know what the about? Now, remember, the eucalyptus oil is very potent. Okay, so what is overwhelming to you is going to knock your dog on his butt. So, you know, with dogs, when you're making stuff for dogs, you just want a slight hint. You don't want the dog to go into overdrive because he can't get, you know, it's just overpowering. That's why I remember with diffusers, you're only supposed to use diffusers maybe two hours a day, not run them 24-7, and then really cut back on the amount of oils that you you put in there. Okay, geranium oil is uh, also a healer of various skin problems and is excellent for keeping gnats away. Gnats can't stand the smell and will still clear of any area that smells like geraniums. It's also an antibacterial properties, which will help combat the presence of gnats. So apparently you can just like dress yourself in geranium flowers there you go. and just prance around and you'll be fine, right? I think that would be awesome. I that, think that, I anyway. have my next project. There you go. Now, um, if the flies are biting your dog's ears, uh, you want to make sure you keep the ears clean, obviously, because if the flies and pests persist, you might even want to rub. And this is something I learned a long time ago with my horses. If Some ears are worse than others. Sometimes the gnats be eating the tips of the ears. Yeah. And then in the jawbone, under the, uh, between the neck and the jawbone of the horse, okay? Uh, and then in the chest, yeah. the gnats will just eat in there. And all of a sudden, it's all bloody and everything like right. that. Yeah. And we used to do this a long time ago. We just slathered on Vaseline because then when the gnats went in there, they they died. <laughs> because the Vaseline, they, they get yeah, stuck the in wings. the Vaseline, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, so we used to put that underneath, you know, the jawbone of the yeah. horse and then the neck, you know, where they, they were, the gnats were eating, right. eating. Yeah. Now, uh, also flies. And so the same thing, you could do that with the dog, like the tips of the ears of the gnats are really getting in there. Put a little bit of, now don't slather it, okay, because a horse has got a lot thicker skin than a dog does. But in the tips of the ears on the outside and then the tip, that you can put uh, petroleum, petroleum jelly or Vaseline. What there again, the, it, the, the gnats and the flies get embedded and they can't go bite the ears, okay? So Vaseline could be your friend on this. I know it's a little bit, you know, you put it on the horse and the horse goes out in pasture. You don't have to deal right. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually it, you know, it gets hot and then it kind of right. melts away and yeah. stuff like that. But it really works good is what it does. But with the dogs, you might want to just take, you know, if you put the Vaseline in the ears or, or wherever that, you know, wipe it off before, you know, you go to bed or they go to bed. And yeah, stuff like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Okay. Now, the thing is, is that you know, here's some of the essential oils known to repel gnats and other insects, mosquitoes as well. Okay. Tea tree oil, cedar wood oil. Wait a minute. Now this is stuff you don't put this. You 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 don't put this directly on. This is like a diffuser yeah, situation, yeah, right? Okay. okay. Cinnamon, citronella, clove, oh. geranium, lavender, lemon, eucalyptus, lemongrass, peppermint, rose, or rosemary. Okay. So what you want to do with the, the you want to dilute it in water, and that they can irritate gnats and other bugs so that they stay away. Combine these oils with water in a spray bottle and apply to areas where the gnats are and flies frequently. Frequently. Okay. 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 So the, now the the big thing is uh, another thing too that people don't think of is that like let's say you're sitting on the porch or your deck or something like that and the yeah. gnats are being really stupid. I was going to ask you about that. Okay. Yeah. Get a fan. 
Oh my you put goodness! The fan yeah, on, and then you and just you, and then and especially if you have an oscillating fan, yeah, 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 or one that you know, yeah. And so put a fan on, and then it keeps the gnats away. That's brilliant. Okay, yeah, just put a fan, and, and, and it just needs to be on low. It doesn't need to be on. Yeah, just it's disrupting the yeah. air currents. Right, is what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and then let's see here, because I didn't realize fruit flies and gnats are kind of in the same. Genre? <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you you've looked at them, okay. Because, like I said here, they let's see. They said uh, I put the cider vinegar and a drop of liquid dish soap into cups and bowls and left them around the house and on the counters, uh, like the entertainment center and so on. Uh, so so on. This trick really helps. And in three to five days, they caught all the gnats and all the fruit flies in the house. Yeah, um, I didn't know that trick. I wish I would have known that before going and getting probably something that's essentially the same thing. But I had fruit flies. And first of all, I had no idea where they came from. Yep. And so I just like got this like little thing from like one of the drugstores. I mean, it did essentially the same thing. In five days, there was not a single one. And if you looked in it, you could see all the little like. Yeah, little bugs bodies. That, yeah. The little bodies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, holy buckets. That's a lot of things that were in here, and it's, I didn't know that. And see, this is stuff that you can use on yourself as well. Yeah, not exactly. just the dog. Yeah. You know, I mean, okay, like the, you know, it used a, a half a cup of distilled white vinegar, a half a cup of uh, distilled water. Yeah. And then you could do just, you could just do liquid eucalyptus if you want. Yeah. Or you could just do rosemary, or you could do geranium, or all of them. But it was 10 drops of eucalyptus, five drops of rosemary five drops of geranium and i guess just like anything you need to see what it smells like if you want to add some more yeah you got to test it first right, right. yeah okay. And, okay. and like i said you don't want to hit, hit three neighbors down from you yeah. you don't want them to yell up oh you got yeah. the eucalyptus oil on do i you? smell the geraniums yeah. from yonder <laughs> and to plant geraniums in your yard is oh huge. yeah and peppermint is another thing a huge repellent of both mosquitoes and gnats and flies peppermint, peppermint? yes i didn't wow and so that's why um they uh, we there are stuff that is manufactured out there yeah that is natural and get the ones with the eucalyptus or with the peppermint if you don't want to make your own yeah but the thing is is that this is for your dogs your horse now cats are different because they're kind of contortious and, and it can lick all the stuff off so we yeah. don't want to do that so i would say no because most cats are indoor cats anyway they don't have to right. deal with them okay so interesting yep this is very but, interesting but, but for your horse for yourself and for your dogs yes you can make you know more natural ways of doing it Okay. Right? Instead of getting out the big uh, uh, bug off is another thing. Uh, you know, like, oh, now we had, you know, the one gal that was giving her dog garlic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but see, that's really good mosquito and fly repellent. I, g- I give the bug off repellent or it's a granule. Yeah. To both okay. the horses and the dogs. Oh. Okay? But, you know, everybody, di- every system is different. So you got to right. find what works for yourself, what smell you can handle and what smell that your animals can handle. That's the big thing. Now, I went to this one website. It's called Tips bulletin.com tips bulletin.com that had all kinds of tips on crazy stuff it really was a cool site i was impressed so maybe you might want to try that because that's where i got a lot of this but the big thing is now let's try to do things natural and not uh uh you know get carried away with all the chemicals and the pesticides and right. stuff like that yeah and you remember go to organic lawns by lunch organic lawns by lunseth l-u-n-s-e-t-h organic lawns by lunseth.com and then also nutrisource Get the freeze-dried minnows, folks. I can't tell you. It's in the cat section. But the dogs love them, and when, especially when you got small dogs. I Remember, I still can't look at them. 
I still just take you them just out bag flip them I, out. I just flip yeah. them out. But they're getting their mega threes and such like that. And we earlier had a caller about that six-year-old male poodle that bit another neighbor's dog. You know, if that person wanted to email me up at Katie's Canine. I'll be happy to talk to you. And then the gal that was left on that with a heartworm for cats. Uh, yeah, just email me, folks. I try real hard to get to all of you. And I know some calls are as longer than others. But know that when I get to you, I will do the same for you. So, Carly, once again, another great week. Folks, thanks for all your great calls. And you go to my talk one com. Check out my show page. You see my website, my Facebook page, and the podcast. So make it a good week. Don't hide your dogs. Train them.